0: I appreciate you. Love you. God is so good, isn't He? You know, I never want you to miss out on actually listening and experiencing what you're singing, because if, if you don't pay attention to what you're singing and who you're singing to, um, then we can't really classify that as worship. Amen. We've always got to remember who we're singing to and and what we're we're saying to Him. Max Lucado is one of my absolute favorite writers, and he said this. He said that worship is the thank you that cannot be silenced. That's pretty good stuff. I think that's exactly what worship is. When you are so overwhelmed with the goodness, the grace, the love, the mercy of God, that you can't help but just tell him thank you. And at that point, you don't care who's listening. Praise God, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. I mean, I, I am not much of a singer. But that don't keep me from singing. You me tell you why? Because I ain't singing for you. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not singing for you. I'm singing for him. When we worship, it's for an audience of one. And so remember, when you're, when you're singing these songs, think about who you're singing to. And think about what you're singing. In divine exchange, Jesus gave his life for mine. Hallelujah. Grace is now mine because of who he is and what he's done. What a blessing, so good, man, I love that. I'm so thankful to have been a part of it. It's already been good to be in the house of the Lord. This morning is a very special day. I'm excited about what the Lord is going to do. For today, we're going to give the people of God an opportunity to testify to the goodness of God, to the grace of God. Recently, we have had the great privilege of taking 16 people to Costa Rica on a mission trip. And the Lord blessed us while we was there. Man, He always does. I've told you many times before, I'm going to keep telling you, if you want your life to be changed, get involved in missions. Because missions will absolutely mess you up and change your life. It really will. Um, and mess you up in a good way. It, it does. It's, it's fantastic how the Lord um, uses his people when they choose just to do what he says to do. You know, missions is one of those things that we really don't have to pray about. You me tell you why? Because God's already told you to do it. God's already told you to go. He's told you to go and be witnesses in Jerusalem, in Samaria, in Judea. And then as he gives opportunity and opens doors to the uttermost parts of the, of the world, of the earth itself. And so God's already told us to get involved in mission. He gave us the Great Commission and said to us that we are to go and make disciples of every nation, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And so we should pray for missions, but you don't have to, be a, you don't have to pray about being involved in missions. God's already told you to do that. He's already commanded us over and over and over again. Go and I'll go with you. Go and I'll bless you when you go. You do your part and I promise you God will be faithful in doing he is. He always is. Always, and we've experienced that this time as we were able to go to Costa Rica and be used to the Lord, and I'm so thankful that that the Lord saw fit to allow us to be a part of what he's doing. Now, while we were there, the Lord opened doors that only he could open, and we were able to preach the gospel, share the good news of Jesus in two public schools, which absolutely blessed my heart, but also um, it broke my heart in, in one way because we can go all the way to Costa Rica and preach the gospel In two public schools, but we can't do it right here in America. That bothers me, and it ought to bother you. And if you want something to pray about, and you want to put this on the prayer list, brother, please do. Let's pray that God brings America back to the place where we worship him. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. Can you say amen? Jesus also said this, he said, to whom much has been given, much is required. And folks, we have been blessed immensely by God, but to whom much is given, much is required. I'm just going to be honest, that's one of the scariest verses in the Bible when I think about where we are now in this country. We were able to preach in two public schools and then in two orphanages excuse me, one public school two times to two different age groups and then to one private school. And then we went to two different orphanages and while we were there, we were able to share the gospel, the good news of who Jesus is to over 300 children. Now that's not counting the ones that we spoke to um, in city in the city park when they're on Sunday or on the street or, or just wherever God opened the door at the, at the airport. Um, and, and I'm so blessed seeing our people being used to the Lord, sharing and showing the love of Jesus. That's always a blessing for me as a pastor, to see God use people to do things in a way like only God can do it. Uh, that just blows my mind. I never get tired of that. There's a lot that... Um, is challenging about being a pastor, I'm going to be, a lot, be honest with you, there's a lot that I don't like about being a pastor, but there's a lot I do like. And what I do like is when I see God um, get a hold of somebody and use them for his honor and his glory. And that's what you see on the mission field. And it's always um, such a good thing, such a blessing to see. Now, what we're doing here today, I want you to realize, is not to tell you how good we are. Because how do you know we ain't that good? <laughs> None of us are. Now you may think you're good this morning, but let me let you in on a little secret. You're not. Matter of fact, the only goodness we have is, is the goodness, the righteousness that has been imputed on our behalf at, by faith in Jesus. That's it. That's it. As a matter of fact, Isaiah 64 and 6 says that the best we do, our righteousness, when you put it up next to God's standard, is like filthy rags. So I'm not good. God is good. You're not good. God is good. God is so good, He shows us Grace. God is so good, so loving. He shows us mercy. God is so good. He gives us his power and enables us to do what he's called us to do. God is so good. He allows us to be a part of what he's doing. But we're not good. God is good. Let me give you another one. We're here for God's goodness, not ours. That's what we're going to talk about. That's what we're going to testify to in just a moment. But we're also here for God's glory, not ours. I mean, no, he's the only one worthy of praise. He's the only one worthy of worship. For without him, we can do nothing. Isn't that what Jesus said in John 15? If you abide in me, you'll bear much fruit. But he goes on to say, for without me... Ye can do nothing. There's nothing I can do effectively. There's nothing you can do effectively. There's nothing we can do effectively as a church family unless we do it by the power of the Lord Jesus Christ through the person of the Holy Spirit. You need to understand without Him, we can do nothing. We can go through the motions. Well, Sometimes we learn how to do that, don't we? We learn how to pray the prayer, we learn how to do the sermon, we learn how to sing the songs, we learn how to do the service. But folks, there's more to it than just going through the motions. If we want to be effective in what we're doing, in praying the prayer, in preaching the sermon, in singing the songs, in witnessing on the street corner, in doing whatever it is God calls us to do, if we want to be effective, we got to say, oh Lord, we need you. God, do your work in me. Do your work through me. Here I am, Lord. Use me for your honor and your glory. We must relinquish our will to God's will. And just let God be God. And when we do that, it's absolutely amazing how God shows up and shows out in our life. So we're not here today for our goodness, but He is. We're not here today for our glory, but to glorify Him, for He alone is worthy. And what I want to do this morning is first and foremost glorify Jesus, but also Defeat the devil. Do you know, greater is He that's in me than He that's in the world? I don't think you have to look far in the world that we live in currently, in the culture that we live in currently. You, know, I've looked far to see that the devil is certainly at work, and the devil is certainly powerful, and we do have an adversary, an enemy that's like a roaring lion, and he's going about seeking whom he may devour. We all understand that, we all know that, but I'm here to tell you, greater is He that's in me than he that's in the world. Well, praise the Lord. We can glorify Jesus, and we can defeat the devil. You said, well, how do we do that? Good question, I'm glad you asked. Revelation chapter 12, verse number 11 tells us plainly how we do that. Now watch this. Look what the Bible says right there. Guys, if you can, please put that up there. And they overcame him, meaning Satan there. I'm not gonna give you go back and give you all of this because I don't have time. But I encourage you to go back and read in Revelation chapter number 12. And you'll see the context in which it was written. He's talking about overcoming Satan himself. And they overcame Satan, the devil, by the blood, watch this, of the lamb, and the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. If you believe God's word, say amen this morning. I'm to give you three ways Straight from the word of God that we know we can overcome the devil and glorify Jesus. Let's pray together before we do it. Father, we love you. Thank you, Lord, for your many blessings. Thank you for who you are and what you've done. Lord, bless these services. Have your way and your will. May you be honored and glorified in everything that happens. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. First of all, the Bible says we overcome by the blood of the Lamb. Now, we know what that means. How many know the Bible teaches that we were born into sin? Somebody say amen if you believe it. All of us were, I was, you was, we all are born into sin. Therefore, we have been born with a sinful nature. We came here sinners standing in need of a Savior. But how many of you understand today that we're not only sinners by nature, but we're sinners by notion, by our thought processes. Our thoughts alone are enough to send us to, a, to condemnation in a devil's hell. We're sinners by nature. We're sinners by notion. Let me tell you something else. We're sinners by choice and by action. We have chosen to disobey God. And because of that, the Bible teaches we are slaves to sin apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. If you believe me this morning, say amen. amen. Slaves to sin apart from Jesus separated from God who is holy uh, apart from Jesus. That means if you don't know Jesus this morning, the Bible says you're still in slavery. You are a slave to sin according to Roman, or John chapter number 8. The, the Bible teaches that if you don't know Jesus this morning, you have no hope and are without God in this world. Now, that's the bad news. That's the bad news. That's what we need to understand when we're talking about overcoming by the blood. The bad news is we came here sinners. We're sinners by notion, nature, choice, and action, each and every one of us. If I left you there, I'd leave you in a pretty pitiful position. Would you agree? If I leave you there and tell you nothing else, we see just how hopeless and helpless we are. But I've got some good news. Praise God for the good news of the gospel. we got to hear the bad news. For if you don't hear the bad news, you won't understand how good the good news is. So what's the good news? The good news is this. But God, who is rich in mercy. Listen to me now. But God, but God who is rich in mercy, loved you and me and everybody in this world with an unconditional everlasting love. And God the Father made the choice to send His Son, the Son of God and God the Son, the Lord Jesus Himself to this earth. And He sent Him to be born perfectly, free of the sinful nature, so that He might live perfectly a sinless life, so that He might become the Lamb of God without spot or blemish that takes away the sin of the world. And then the Bible says... Jesus went to a cross of his own free will and volition. Amen? He chose to go to the cross for you and for me. Why? Because he loves you. And that's the only way you who were separated by your sin could be made right with God who is holy. The Bible says he went to a cross and took the punishment and the penalty for my sin and your sin. Everybody knows Jesus died on the cross. Well, I mean, pretty much everybody knows that. They've seen the passion of the cross. They've seen the picture in Mama's dining room with Jesus on the cross. They've seen all that. But what most people don't know is why. Why did he do it? Well, he did it in divine exchange for me. He took my sin, my punishment, my condemnation so that I could go free. He took your sin, your punishment, your condemnation so that you could go free. Listen, he tasted death for every man so that we could experience eternal life. And all of that is possible through the shed blood of Christ at the cross. On the cross, he shed his blood Taking the punishment for my sin and yours. Amen. Now, that's the good news. Now, why is that so good for us? Well, Hebrews 2 and 11 says this where there is no shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Do you believe it? If you don't, if blood is not shed, listen to me now, sins can't be forgiven. Jesus died and shed, but it can't just be any blood. It's got to be the blood of a lamb, a lamb without spot or blemish, that perfect, holy, righteous Son of God who was born without sin and lived without sin shed His perfect, holy, righteous blood at the cross. And the Bible says when we choose to place faith in the finished work of Christ that the blood that Jesus shed is applied to our heart and life and we are washed clean, made new. Though our sins be like scarlet, they can be washed whiter than snow. We sing about it all the time. We sing a lot about it this morning. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. There's no other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. It's by the blood we overcome the enemy. If you believe it, say amen today. That's number one. Now, what's the second way we overcome the enemy? Well, it tells us right there in Revelation 12 and 11. What's it say? It says, by the word of our testimony. The word of our testimony. So we must define what a testimony is. A testimony is us telling others, listen to me now, how God the Father has worked in us, on us, and through us in the purse of the Holy Spirit to accomplish His good will and purpose. That's our testimony. It's us speaking to everybody else what God has already done in my life. I've got a testimony concerning salvation. How many of you know, folks, Jesus has saved my soul. And the same Jesus who saved me and forgave my sin when I chose to place trust in Him can and will forgive your sin. I'm reminded of Psalm 40 when David said this. He said, I was in a horrible pit. But it was God who reached down, pulled me out of the pit, out of the muck and mire, set my feet upon a rock and established my going. Let me tell you something. I relate to what that brother's talking about right there. I remember the horrible pit that I was in. The pit where there was no peace. The pit where there was no purpose. The pit where there was no joy. The pit where I was just surviving. I wasn't really living. But then Jesus, listen, by His grace and mercy, reached down into the pit, pulled me out of the mury clay, set my feet upon the rock and a Establish my goal. I got a testimony, praise God, of salvation, a work that only God can do. Do you? Oh, I hope and pray that you do. If you don't, the good news. There's more good news. The good news is you can. Amen. You can know this same Jesus. I'm telling you, if you can do it for me, he can do it for you. I've got a testimony not only of salvation, the work of salvation that he's done in my heart and life, but I've also got a testimony of how he's with me as I try to serve him the best I can. You know what I've I've come to realize? He is so faithful, isn't he? You know, he promises that he'll never leave me nor forsake me. You know, I've come to believe that. Let me tell you why, because he's been faithful to it. He don't leave me when I'm in Hamilton, Alabama. And he don't leave me when I'm in San Jose, Costa Rica. And he don't leave me in good times. He don't leave me in bad times. And any time in between. I'm so thankful this morning that he never leaves his people nor forsakes them. When my heart is broken, he's with me. Listen, when I'm singing it with joy in my heart, he's with me. He's always with me. Praise God. For the faithfulness of Jesus. He never leaves nor forsakes me. When he calls me to preach, he's with me. I don't know that he's ever called me to sing. I just sing because I like to. <laughs> but when I, <laughs> he's with me then too. He's with me when I'm praying. He's with me when I'm witnessing. He's with me in any area of life, any sphere of life that he calls me to go into and go through, good or bad. He's with me. Are you getting me? He never leaves nor forsakes me. I'm thankful that he's faithful in what he said in Philippians 4, 19, that my God shall supply, shall supply, not might, not maybe, not could, but my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory. I am so glad that he is my provider. He provides for my physical needs. He provides for my spiritual needs. He provides for my emotional needs. He provides for my relational needs. He provides in every way for me. He is my provider. Amen? All my needs according to his riches and glory. I'm going to tell you something. It hadn't been for the provision of the Lord Jesus Christ working through his people. I'd have never went on this mission trip. Me and my family wouldn't have. Just would not in the cards for us financially speaking this time. But God laid it on somebody's heart to say, you know what? I'm going to give you this money and you go. Well, praise Jesus. He shall supply all my needs. According to his riches and glory, he got good in the way of service, he never leaves me nor so forsakes me. He is my provider. Praise God, He is my protector. He's Jehovah Nisi, the banner that goes before me. Let me ask y'all something that went on the trip. Was there ever times when you went through some of those places you're a little bit uneasy? Be honest now. I know we all in here together now. And it's all over. And we can smile about it. And we can talk about it. Maybe even laugh about it somewhat. But in the moment, was was a little bit uneasy. Me too. But then I thought, he's Jehovah Nisi. He was here when I got here. <laughs> he's went before me. Praise God. He's real. Are you hearing me? It's amazing. I'm glad this morning I can testify to the goodness of God. You can't, E.V. Hill said this, and I love it. He said, you can't have a test. You can't have a testimony without a test. And I'm glad that even in the times of testing and trial and temptation, I can look back and say, God brought me through all that. Some of y'all this morning has been through some tough stuff. Now, I, don't know, I don't know everything about you. I have no idea. Some, some of the things that you've been through are by your own doing. You've made poor decisions and poor choices. And it's got you in a mess. Maybe in the past or presently right now. Some of you have went through some tough stuff, not because of your own doing, but because of someone else's doing. You had nothing to do with it, but because of somebody else's choices and decision, you went through some times of trial, maybe temptation, definitely testing. And I'm going to give you some good news. You You made it. You made it. You made it. Let me tell you how you made it. Because God's grace, his goodness, his mercy, and his power. You made it. You can't have a testimony without a test. I must quote one of the teachers that's on the small group we're doing on Thursday nights. He said this just last Thursday, and it just blessed my soul. I thought, man, I'm using that Sunday. Imagine how the Lord gives you what you need when you need it. But he said this. He said that one of these days, somebody's going to throw dirt in your face. You're going to die. And when the day you die, the only thing that's really going to matter is whether or not you had a testimony. A lot of people, a lot of people, Um, can look and say you know what I've got this and that and that over here in this world and and, and they may look real successful and be on the top rung of the social ladder and have all the money they can ever spend and be in the fortune 500 uh, list and and all of that stuff they may have all of that but do they have a testimony have they done something that really matters let me tell you something don't miss this I hope you make all the money you can make. I hope God bless you in that way. I hope you don't get sick and you have a healthy life and everything goes great for your family. I hope all that. I hope that you live in a big fine house and drive. I saw a new Corvette going to Birmingham just the other day. And I'm going to be honest. I had to repent a little bit because I coveted that brother as he went by me in that Corvette. If you want a Corvette, I hope you can get you one. I'm just saying you can have all that stuff but if you don't have a testimony as to the goodness and power of God at work in your life while you're here what's it matter when they throw dirt in your face what you do for the kingdom of God will echo throughout all eternity can you say amen that's what matters do you have a testimony now I'm going to ask all you that went on this trip. Now, you don't have to share this morning. I'm not trying to pressure you into that. By all means. You do what God puts on your heart. How God leads you to do. Hey, but I just quickly now. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's not wait around. If you've got something to say. Let's jump up and say it. I'm going to get this microphone. I'm just going to bring it to you. And if you've got a testimony. As to what God did. What God showed you. Or just something special you want to share. Concerning our trip to Costa Rica. Um, then by all means do so. Anybody? Who's first? Yes, sir.